When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. The musical act, Ravis Cole, consists of Laurie Ravis and Dennis Cole, singer-songwriters hailing from Bellingham, Washington. They are Southern California, Middle Eastern, European, Gypsy Spirit Sound, landed a recent album on Billboard Heat Seekers chart at number 11. They've just released their latest single, Thanksgiving. Laurie and Dennis are my guests on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Laurie and Dennis, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Our pleasure, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Where are we talking to you from at the moment? Well, we're in Bellingham, Washington, about 90 miles north of Seattle. Okay. And uh, I was reading in some of the press notes that um, you guys uh, were originally from two different parts of the country. Is that right? We we are a bi-coastal couple. Me having lived in the Seattle and North area for a long, long time and glory. And I'm originally from the East Coast, from Connecticut and Boston, is yeah. where I spent a lot of my years. Okay. How, how did you guys get connected, being so far apart in your origins? Well, at the Crown of the Continent Guitar Festival, we actually met up in a jam class. Okay. Where there was about 10 students. Uh, you know, I had my red Stratocaster, Dennis. <laughs> you had your arch top, didn't you? Yeah, and I remember Dennis because he was always uh, a little bit louder with his amps than everybody else. <laughs> so after one of the classes, we uh, we would stay around late and we would jam together. So I would play drums and then he'd play guitar and then we'd switch around and we just were having a lot of fun. Yeah, there's something that you can... Lori has a wonderful sense of humor that immediately shines through when you talk with her and and she also has a sort of a quirky, um, quirky way of looking at things, which I share. I think we both like to put uh, common things together in uncommon ways. Mm-hmm. And that sort of is a strong part of the basis for uh, musical and songwriting chemistry. But, Greg, I do have to tell you, when we were doing these jam sessions after class, one of them, I don't know, it was like the fourth one, Dennis goes, do you want me to carry your guitar to lunch? And I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> well, chivalry, that... may be, chivalry is not 
not completely dead. Well, that's a good that's a that's a good safe pickup line. You you, you kind of let you know that then yeah maybe maybe this will work. <laughs> At least there's a start. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But that that was in Montana, in Fort Montana. So you know, after the festival, we went to our prospective homes and started communicating on email, like very very long handwritten or typed mm-hmm, emails, mm-hmm. and then lots of phone conversations. Well, one of the first one of the first uh, songwriting things that we did together was uh, in the immediate aftermath of that camp. Uh, we have a song called "Folding Onto a Rainbow." And I was riding my bike along a 12-mile-long lake that is close to where we live, and it was a typical sort of gray, overcast uh, northwest day. And as I was riding and feeling the rhythm of the bike, the uh, you know I saw a rainbow, and I got to thinking, wow, you know, what if you could ever get to the end of a rainbow and, and actually you know grab a hold of something? And with the feelings that I was having about Lori, you know, kind of, for being the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, mm-hmm. it all kind of morphed together into uh, a song about a song about love, huh. holding on to the rainbow. That's cool. And how long ago but did I, you release that song? Uh, it was originally released in 2016. Twenty, yeah, on our original Electric Blue Dandelion album. Okay. And for the songwriters who listen to the show, you know, the song started on email where I would write one line and then Dennis would write a line, and we mm. kind of traded lines back and forth, so it really is a part of both of us. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Kind of had the uh, pandemic approach before you ever had to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we didn't have to wear a mask while... That, that's that's right. <laughs> or guitar as well. So I, did, did each of you have a have your own um, music career prior to meeting each other at that camp? Well, I I was in Boston, so I was playing in a couple different bands, um, one an all-girl band and then another one with a bunch of different people. So I was playing electric guitar quite a bit and starting to get more into the singer-songwriter on my acoustic guitar. And, you know, in the last seven years since Dennis and I have been playing together, I really... Uh, stayed more true to acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and and I I had um, I played guitar since I was fourteen, okay. and it was mostly a hobby for a long time. Um, and as I continued to you know play guitar, try to expand horizons, etc., I found that there was really something about music and and communicating and songwriting and all that that. Um, I really felt called to pursue, and mm-hmm. that was why I was in Montana in the first place, was to sort of take the, my music out of the closet and put it into a public space and, mm. and to make it more of my life. So yeah, yeah. that's what really led me to find Laurie. Yeah, yeah. And then it should tell you, he did start playing guitar and classical, right, on nylon string. Yeah, so I started I started life off as a classical guitar player, I did a little bit of flamenco, and... It's certainly gone all around the planet since then. <laughs> well, again, in the in some of the um, notes you guys sent over, I was looking at this description of of what you do and this this idea of Southern California, Middle Eastern, European, Gypsy. It's it's a fairly uh, eclectic mix, and yet 
when I listen to some of your music, I, I can really hear the different little elements of all of that kind of coming through. Did that just, was that just kind of organic for you from the backgrounds that you two came from, or is that more intentional with your sound? Uh, I think it's just very organic. It's kind of like decorating your house. You know, you may have some things you inherited. You may have some things from a travel. You may have other things that are just good value, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's all part of us that just uh, kind of uh, exudes out of us. Well, and I also, for me, I would say it's uh, quite a bit intentional. That It's similar to cooking where you experiment with different spices and flavors. Mm -hmm. And and again, I I like to put things together in unusual ways. I find that stimulating and interesting and exploring what comes out of that. So, yeah, it's a mix of both organic and intentional direction in, in, in putting these things together and creating them. I noticed in uh, uh, at least a, c- a couple of videos that I looked at that there was uh, other folks involved musically. Is that um, for the purposes of the recording, or do you guys get to play together as a larger group sometimes as, as well? Well, because we're, we're now in Bellingham, we, when we perform together, we perform together as a duo. So uh, that really was for the purpose of uh, recording the songs and, and being able to put out a, uh, a, a fuller soundscape in mm-hmm. the recordings. Mm-hmm. But it also uh, really, we've been blessed to have wonderful musicians to work with. And, you know, they're not just people who come in and, and play something simple. They come in and, and really put their heart into what they do, and, and the whole does become greater than the sum of its parts. So mm-hmm. we've really been privileged to have some truly talented people play yeah. with us. Yeah, that's awesome. Were you guys able to get to a place of full-time musicianship prior to this thing that we're in at the moment? Were, were you able to be out and call it full-time? Yes, we were, and we missed it. We missed it, just like everybody else. I mean, gosh, last year at this time, we had been in the United Kingdom and had a great tour over there, which uh, we would love to go back again, and then played a couple gigs on the East Coast before coming home. And, you know, even last summer at this point, we were traveling around Washington State, being able to, the state's beautiful and very varied regions to go visit and able to go across the mountains and play or over the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the beauties of, of music that is that it gives you a common, uh, a common basis to be able to connect with people that you don't already know and to be able to share things that arouse feelings, uh, you know, that are, get the response back from people about what they hear in your music, mm-hmm. how it gets them, et cetera. You know, and, and in a way, it, it takes us from being, uh, you know, relatively, di- it takes us away from being relatively disconnected as members of society to more back to sort of a tribal thing where you get together in smaller groups yeah. and you feel a sense of connection, kind of like the call and response in a, in a gospel service or something like that. Right, we, right. We, we miss that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. Everybody I talk to feels the same way. And I, I know we're all hoping that we'll find a, 
find a normal that looks similar to that, at least in, from the music perspective, so that we can find ways to uh, entertain and be entertained for sure. Um, you you um, mentioned earlier, Dennis, you were talking about the song. Um, the songwriting process for you guys when you when you sat down to put a new project together, um, are you writing individually and together, or is everything that you do um, a collective for the project? Um, the answer is a little bit of both. I mean, there have been songs that, you know, Lori had started this journey a little ahead of me, and I put out uh, uh, her EPK 101, no, EP 101, uh, just before we met. Yeah, in 2013. Okay. So those songs, you know, as we have uh, worked with some of those songs, I have, you know, learned to play within the context of the song that she has already created. I think since then, the things usually, you know, usually there's one main cook, you know, that some somebody has to be the captain of the ship. So it's, it's sort of kind of like, well, who's who, who really has the lead in a particular song but it's sort of like a you know a 52 percent 48 percent you know partnership in there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you know it, it truly ends up by the time it's done uh it really reflects both of us yeah, and, and it evolves cool. in directions that that are different than it would be uh if it was just one of us saying here you know now play something with the, with the song that i've written yeah and it just to to kind of give you a visual of the differences between Dennis and I, if we were to play with a metronome, I would literally probably be playing with the metronome on the one beat, you know, like, 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 click. And Dennis would have like 16th notes and, you know, polyrhythms <laughs> and all. Yeah. So the, the tension between us, there's definite tension sometimes in the creation process. And that's a good thing because it forces us to kind of negotiate and compromise with each other as to sure. where the song fits. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and one of the things that's really fun for us is, you know, I love words, um, and I get caught up in ideas, and I think that there's a risk in that of being too sort of cerebral, you know, and Lori loves words as well, but she has a very visceral uh, sense of things in a way of describing things that really resonates with... Um, with the heart, you know, and how it mm -hmm. feels in her body, mm -hmm. things like that. And I think the two together, you know, you end up saying it's kind of like literally yin and yang, you know, that yeah. uh, salt and pepper, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. The songs are better for both of us being in it. And and I noticed looking at some of the the um, uh, some of the achievements, you've guys been able to have some success. Uh, recognition wise, with some of the things that you put out too, and, and so that's. Not everybody gets to gets to recognize that with their music, so uh, you know that that's awesome that you guys have been able to have some songs, do some chart action, and get some uh, acknowledgement for that. Yeah, it, it, well, you know, it's like having a picture of your kid and somebody else saying, "Boy, that's a good-looking kid." Yeah. You know, why, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you do it for the awards, you know, you're not going to be really happy. But it's nice to be acknowledged along the way that somebody goes, "Yeah, that's that's a pretty good song. I like that." And then you know, see it move up the charts and find out some radio stations have been playing it and that kind of thing. Well, one of the things that is available is. 
you know, particularly with Spotify, because it offers some metrics, et cetera. You know, you can look at save rates. And when when people who don't know you don't have some attachment to you, save your songs, uh, you know, at a, at a high level across your catalog, it, it feels good. Yeah. You know, yeah. you are making songs that resonate with people. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's really what we want to do. It's not about numbers. It's about, do you, are we able to do something that uh, is authentic to us and also feels authentic to other people. There's yeah. a great quote I read the other day. It says, you know, people won't remember you for what you say. They'll remember you for how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do is, you know, that's, make people feel things. Yeah. That's Maya Angela, right? I yes. believe you're right. Yeah, I think I saw that somewhere as well. So maybe it was a Facebook post somebody had or something because I think I saw that recently too. <laughs> but but it is true though. I mean, it's uh, you know, artists are are creators and and so uh, just to be able to have an outlet to be creative is is its own reward and then to be acknowledged for it then on top of that it's just the gravy. So, yeah. Um you uh have a new project that just released uh 23rd, right? Of this month, October. Yes, that's correct. Tell me about that. 3D immersive. Well, the 3D immersive is it's hard to be short, but I'll try. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think for without getting into the technical side of stuff, this is a time when, you know, people don't really get to go out and hear live music. Uh, they don't get to have that kind of in-person experience that is so important to us as human beings. Mm-hmm. And in a way, being able to use technology to help create the experience more of an experience of what it's like to actually be there. You know, mm-hmm. when the walls sort of disappear, instead of being, instead of looking at a soundstage, you know, feeling like you're actually there, uh, giving your ears wings to fly when your body can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's like the thing. I've got to really hope with this, and, and it's two things. One is there's some technological stuff in there in terms of creating this, which is, you know, relatively... Uh, it's a it's a new up and coming thing. Hmm, the other okay. thing is we're trying to tell a story in terms of how we arrange the songs and, and and put it into this album so that you know the concept album is uh, like Pink Floyd, The Wall, and things like that. You know, it's less common these days when it's all single driven. But we try to do something that makes it as close as possible to give people the experience of being there. Mm-hmm. Is it something that? Go ahead. I say, said in another way, the 3D is really you can hear the instrumentation all around your head if you use headphones. That's what I was going to ask. Does it make a difference if you listen to it in headphones versus a stereo of some type? It it does, and you can hear, you know, the different, it's an artistic, uh, another artistic choice where you place the instrumentation and the vocals and so forth. So you have more choices than just the stereo, which is left-right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go in front of you, you can go in back of you, you can go up high, you can go down low. Interesting. And okay. so this album was a curated uh, choice of songs that represents the hero's journey. So it's meant to take you on a little bit of a journey, and that's why we have some songs that are very short just to kind of add um, to the journey feel of mm-hmm. the whole album. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. I can relax for, you know, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, I, I love using the Joseph Campbell connection in there. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
is this something that you will release as a whole piece or will you release singles from it also? Well, it is, it's really both. I mean, right now it's, we're, we're not putting it out on a CD. We put it out, we've released it on all the streaming services. Okay. And, you know, it, it's organized and structured to be able to stream the whole thing. But obviously within that context, anybody can you know choose to take a bite and sample one song from it. But the real, uh, the intent was, if, if you like it or if it's interesting to you, uh, to the idea of the immersion, you know, like mm-hmm. taking a bath with a good book, right? You mm-hmm. want to get away from a little while, have a break from, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have a break from the news cycle, right? You know? Yes, so go listen to go listen to the music, and and they'll give you that kind of a break. Yeah, and anybody who just likes, you know, music, it's just. It still sounds great just to listen to it, you know. Right. But people who love Americana music, I think, will still really appreciate the song because there's still songs at the heart of it all. You, yeah, it makes um, me think a little. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I, I, mean, I just thought of this as we're talking, but it reminds me a little bit of art. And let's say you like painting, you know, and, and some people use, uh, you know, thick oil paints with uh, with a palette knife, and other people use watercolors, and et cetera. And, it's, and it's, it's a different way of looking at something, and it's a different way of experiencing it. And, you know, it doesn't, it's not better, it's different. But it's, it's cool to have that option available. I was... Um listening to a video and I, i'm i'm assuming the song is on there and if i'm not then maybe i'm going down a bunny trail that we we have a different conversation but the uh, angel from montgomery the the um, uh-huh. is that part of this album it is okay. so we released angel from montgomery as a single okay you know the, the stereo version which is the video that you're seeing which was filmed very close to our home here yeah. in Bellingham. Yeah, I, I love um, what you did with that. It's just, uh, it's a really, really pretty arrangement. Oh, thank you. I mean, we uh, actually started the recording process, uh, oh gosh, a year plus ago at Americana Fest when we were there in Nashville. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, and that's when we got together with uh, all the musicians to um, get the song up and running. Yeah. And then we were able to finish it out here you know, in our own home studio. Yeah. Um, and the video itself was filmed, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic. So quite honestly, it wasn't the easiest. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're a little, a little more ragged than usual. You know, yeah. not quite as polished. Yeah. But, you know, it sure is authentic. So yeah. that's the whole point of the song. <laughs> and, and we also have included Angel from Montgomery in a 3D version and the 3D immersive, uh, release so you know it's an excellent example to be able to contrast the difference between how it sounds in a stereo version and how it sounds in a 3d immersive version awesome cool okay well um before we wrap things up we were talking a a couple days ago and there's a song that you guys recorded a couple years ago that uh kind of feels sort of appropriate in more ways than one with with the holiday season around the corner um you have a song called thanksgiving that you um kind of want to reemphasize in this season can tell me about that a little bit well thanksgiving feel like home is um you know it's a song that you're right it's a great time of year for the for the whole concept of it 
And it, it's interesting because it's a song about letting go of expectations around the holiday mm-hmm. and just being open to, you know, the kind of holiday you may have. And, you know, the first line is a Thanksgiving without family, mm. you know, and it, it's appropriate this year, but it's, it's really about home is where the heart is. Right. And you can have family around you, um, whatever experience you're having. It's open to all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is available on which album? That's the Electric Blue Dandelion Nashville Session. Okay, awesome. So that came out in 2018. And that's on all the platforms as well? Yes, it's on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and we actually sell a CD. The CD's still on our website. Okay. If anybody likes a CD, we don't know, but... <laughs> We oh, like them. There's a few of us out there that still enjoy CDs. <laughs> so t- tell the folks where they can, where they, the the website, how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you guys are up to and and learn more about the uh, the the latest project, 3D Immersive, and, and and this song and that record. Well, I will say we do put out a monthly newsletter, which we really work. Um, at providing value for people mm-hmm. with our articles and information. And you can sign up on our website, which is ravispole.com. It's R-A-V-E-I-S-K-O-L-E.com. And we do that once a month. But all of our information is really housed on our website. We have links to go pretty much anywhere you need to go to either stream a song, download a song, or you know buy some of our music. And we talk about things ranging from the creative process in the song, uh, such as with Angel from Montgomery, mm-hmm. uh, 3D immersive, talking about some of the technology sorts of things. But, you know, we really try to make it be informative and say, well, you know, what would, what, what's the backstory on some of these things? What would we like to know if we like the music or, or we're interested in the process generally? You know, what, what would be of interest to us as, a, as an informed consumer? And we try to put that into into the blog post to uh, give people a little deeper insight. Okay. Neat. That's cool. Well, thank you all very much. This has been uh, really cool talking to you and, and getting to know about your story and, and especially how you put this latest project together, and we certainly wish you well with it. Thank you, Thank Greg. you so much, Greg. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 